0: Hello and welcome to the Celtic View podcast, the official and more recently slightly sporadic podcast of Celtic Football Club. I'm Joe Donnelly, reporter within the club's multimedia team, and I'm joined today by the hoops number forty-two, our deputy skipper, and a man who seems to play around one million games on average per year. Um, It's Callum McGregor. Thanks very much for joining us, Callum. How you doing, Joe? Not too bad, thanks. It's been a while since we've recorded a podcast for a number of reasons, not least because of the upheaval which is going on in the world at the moment and what the last year has brought upon us, which feels like a good place to start this conversation. It's been an unusual year, I think, for everybody, you know, in, in football and beyond. From a football perspective at Celtic, there have been some real highs, there have been some, um, some lows, we've made some more history, there has been kind of disappointment on the league side of things. Speaking from your perspective, Carl, I mean, how do you reflect on the season to this point?
1: Yeah, like you said, it's it's obviously been a strange campaign. Um, everything going on in the world, like you said, um, sort of puts football into perspective. But, you know, I've sort of spoke about this before that, you know, with everything that's going on, we're still judged on the, the sort of same standards that we set all the time. And, you know, for us guys, that's that's the way we want to be judged. We want to always try and achieve the highest level possible and and like you said, there's been some some really good moments. Um, and there's been some not so good moments either. So like you said, it's a kind of mixed bag. Um, you know, the, obviously the one sort of standout moment of that is you know going and clinching the, the quadruple treble and a brilliant um, you know achievement for the club for the players, um, the staff, everybody that was involved, um, to cap off a real sort of consistently um really good period for the club and um, so you know i think we have to start with that in terms of the, the real positive side of it um, and and something that everyone's really proud of
0: yeah i mean you mentioned the quadruple treble obviously i mean that's like we say that's again more history from from this team which has been so successful over the last decade you take the quadruple treble even for yourself in terms of your involvement with scotland you've helped scotland qualify for uh, a national tournament for the first time in i say a decade a generation it's more than than one generation Real highs, and then of course, you know, perhaps the standings in the league are a little bit disappointing this season. How do you balance those highs for club and country um, against maybe some of the more disappointments, uh, disappointing moments this season?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's difficult. Um, like you said, in, in football, it's it's always the same. It's you know, the highs are, are really high and the lows are, are are really low. So it's trying to just get a balance where when you achieve something really great, then. You know, you don't get too ahead of yourself. You don't get too excited. Um, you come back at work the next day and, you know, you hit the reset button. And I, th- and I believe that's why we've been so good because that consistency is always there, good, bad, or indifferent. We sort of trust the process. We trust the way that we work. And, and that nine times out of ten will deliver success. And, and and that's the way it's been. So, um, like you said, some really good moments, some really highs, and especially, you know, like you said about, qualifying for a major tournament for Scotland, you know, something that's been on the player's shoulders for a long, long time. And to finally get that monkey off your back, then it feels great. Um, but again, then when you get to you get to March, the, the World Cup qualifiers start again and, and you start for zero. So you have to go and achieve again. And, and that's the, 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 the be all and end all in football is you have to keep going. You're judged on your next game. You're judged on your last game. So like I said, you have to be consistently on it all the time. Um and I try and apply that to the to the dark days as well when things don't go so well, then you have to try and obviously you take the disappointment that hurts, but you know, the next day or the following day, then you have to get back on the horse and go again and 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 that's the way that I try and deal with things. Um the next day is always an opportunity to get better as a person and, and as a player.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean it's been a tough year for the
0: fans um for a number of reasons, like we say, even even beyond football. Um given that I work for the club, I've been fortunate enough to get to some of the games, obviously closed doors and from a working capacity. But I think, um, I mean, as a fan myself, I, I think that, I know we've spoken about how not having fans um, in stadiums has potentially affected um, you know, the buzz or the intensity on the pitch. But I think the other side of that as well is, of course, that fans haven't had the chance to even express themselves in disappointment. I think that maybe that's possibly amplified some of the grievance among the fans I think that's probably fair to say I mean as players what do you guys think about that because obviously I know that we've spoken loads in the media about how it could have an impact on you guys on the pitch but likewise it's perhaps made things that little bit more disappointing for fans does that make sense?
1: Absolutely and everyone recognises that everybody at the club recognises that in terms of you know it's it's people's livelihoods it's people coming to the game twice a week or, you know when they, the home games come around they have their their season books, they have their sort of football family around them and and they love to be at the games and it's it brings everyone together, like you said, and even in the good moments and and even more so in the bad moments when people can, you know, get around each other. And, you know, they they feel that sense of togetherness, the sense of community that Celtic brings. And and obviously it's so, it must be so difficult for the fans as well to to get their heads around that. And like you said, just the obvious obvious bit of that is that you know that the players will feed off the fans and the fans will feed off the players actually in game like i said we have to bring that sense of togetherness together again and everybody in that community and the and the cause um that we all play for here at celtic so hopefully you know maybe come the end of the season or, or beyond that start of next season then we can get everyone back together we can get that real unity together and go and attack the the season ahead yeah
0: i mean cuz again i mean speaking from a fans perspective it has been Difficult at times through disappointment—that's part of being a football fan. But I mean, it's almost easy to forget that. You know, first and foremost, you guys are the the most front-facing people at this club. You know, you guys don't ever go out to lose. I know that sounds like a really obvious statement, but you guys must be feeling it right at the front of
1: everything as well. Absolutely. As when you're so used to success, like a lot of this group are, then you know to deal with the the down moments are even tougher as well. And then you know, I touch on. Not having the fans there to, to to bounce off and and have that comfort as well, then you know it does it affects the players as well? And like I said, it's it's difficult to deal with. Um, but I think we have to try and learn. This is a a real chance for the players to learn and and everybody at the club to learn and, and be better for it. Um, like I said, when we get back together, hopefully next season, then we reevaluate our objectives and and we go again. So like I said, we have to try and use it as a learning curve.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know that you've spoken about um you've spoken in the media
1: about you know you've learned
0: new things about yourself about your place in the team your teammates in this time arguably you know more so when it's been successful versus maybe slightly less successful this season but I mean, how have you seen your role
1: evolve in the team this year then Yeah I think there's been more responsibility um placed on myself as well and you know it's something that I, it, when you're in the team you you want to take responsibility you want to try and help as as many of your your teammates as you can and, and like I said it's probably been more so than, than ever that that's happened um, but like I say, I just keep trying to learn and keep trying to grow as a, as a player and keep trying to push and get better um, and ultimately I do that with, with performances on the pitch and, and training every single day and and uh, trying to strive to be better all the time so you know that's that's a challenge for me to keep trying to push and, and get better and and carry that responsibility as well.
0: Yeah. I want to speak briefly about Neil Lennon who obviously resigned last week um, as manager I know that you worked with Neil way back when he was in charge of the reserves he would have played his part in um, the decision which was made to send you down south for that season to get a bit more kind of first team experience and then I know it was Ronnie Dial that gave you your opportunity in the first team but then you've, you've had a close relationship with Neil when he's come back in in 2019 It's a man who's played um, quite a significant role in your career development um, in one way or another
1: Absolutely. Um, you just touched on it perfectly there that, um, you know, we, we made the decision to, to go on loan um, the first time around and, you know, I've pretty much never looked back since and, and that was a, a great decision as well because the team at the time were, were in Champions League. They were, they were qualifying out of the group and some real top midfielders there. So, you know, I probably had maybe a season, nearly close to two seasons in terms of training with these guys and and trying to get close and learning from them as well, which was the best in the country at the time. So, yeah, you, you enjoy that experience. But, you know, just at the time, the team were doing so well. So, you, you couldn't really force your way in and, and perhaps probably wasn't ready at that time either anyway. So, with hindsight, looking back then, you know, it was definitely the right decision uh, to go on loan. And again, my time at Notts County was was so invaluable in, in terms of learning and experience. Um, playing first team football, you know, it was it was it was really invaluable. So like you said, and then when I came back, um Ronnie gave me my chance and uh, shut sort building for, for two years there and, and then obviously, under Brendan again progressed and when Neil came back again the second time then um we had a real close close relationship as well. So um he's been somebody who has been brilliant for the club in terms of the success that he's, he's given the club um, a real good servant to the club as well and you know hopefully everybody remembers his achievements really fondly um, I know the, the disappointment that this season will, will still be lurking in everybody's mind and um, as disappointment we have to carry the, the can for that and, and obviously the manager does as well um, but hopefully you know in, in a short time to come everybody will remember the good that, that the gaffer did here and and uh, like I say, remember it fondly
0: yeah. And again, like we say, it was Roddy that, that gave you a chance in the first team. Same applied to, like I sort of Kieran Tierney, years gone by. It was Neil that gave James his chance back in 2010. And then last week, Stephen Welsh was talking about um, he was singing Neil Lennon's praises for doing the exact same for him, only in, in, in the kind of newer generation. And I suppose that speaks to, the kind of DNA, if I want of a better term, of the club that, you know, you're giving the young guys a chance, bringing them through um, through the Youth Academy and then giving them the stage. It was nice to see Stephen Welsh recognise
1: that in the modern kind of era as well. Absolutely. Um, I think that's one thing for, for this club. It's absolutely vital for the success of this club that we keep producing young talents that, that can make the step into the first team and We've been quite lucky in terms of, you know, in recent history, with have quite a lot make that jump. And like I said, I think it's vital because the finances in football these days, you know, it's virtually impossible to go and buy a team of international players. So you have to trust that you've set up, invest in it properly, give them the time to come in, make mistakes, grow as players, grow as people. And then when they get to that stage, they're ready to go on and, and take that into the, the first team on a long-term basis. So, you know, it's... First of all, you, you have to show the right attitude for the young players to get through. And then if you do that and you work hard and you apply yourself properly in training, then, like you said, it's part of the DNA of the club to give the young players a chance. And um, I think that will stand the club in really good stead in, in years to come. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of the
0: things that, I mean, you've spoken about it recently in interviews about playing game to game. It's something which you guys have said throughout the, the success of the last 10 years. Do you think... Um, again against the, the context of this season that playing game to game now until the end of the season is arguably even more important just to keep that momentum going to keep the, the spirits high and as you say getting to the stage where you can then start to look to the future again
1: absolutely I think um, like you said it's even more important that we we try to regroup we go again we look at every game as an opportunity to to get better to get more organized to to get back to winning games on a consistent basis and then most importantly we're playing for pride so at Celtic you have to win every game and and that's what we have to get back to we have to get back to that real winning mentality that ruthless mentality that we go into games fully prepared understanding the roles within the team putting that all together and then like I said you're judged on results on a Saturday so we have to get results um, and, and this period is now, between now and the end of the season, it's about building towards the start of next season. So we have a real good base for the next eight to ten weeks, whatever it is that we've got left. And we really put our foot to the floor and continue to, to get better. Yeah. And, of course, the, the next game in turn
0: is on Sunday um, against Dundee United who have been out of the, the top league for, for a few seasons until this year. Last game was 3-0 last year and then the last time at Tanadice was a
1: bit tighter, 1-0, kind of going the last 10 minutes. What do you expect from from the opponents on Sunday? Yeah, a really tough game. Um, I think the two games have been have been really tough against them. Um, so we'll need to be at our best to, to get something. Like you said, up there, traditionally, it's always a, a tough game anyway. The pitch is a little bit tighter. Um, they press really well in the in the first game against us up there and, and sort of gave us a little bit of a problem. Um, like you said, we had to wait till, till late on to get the goal um, for, for Albion. So we expect more of the same. Um, like I said, we'll have to be fully prepared for the game. And, and when the game comes, then we'll have to be bang at it to, to get a result. Thanks very much for joining us, Cal. And all the very best on Sunday. Cheers, Joe. Thank you.